When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey guys, welcome uh, for the world history test on um, enlightenment and revolutions. We also threw some absolutism in there. This is AKS 41 and 42. You got a uh, study guide on Friday. We went over some of it in class. I'm going to go over the whole thing today. Um, if you want to have that out, give you a second to do that. And then we'll get going with the questions. Um, the test is going to be 30 questions. There's a lot of questions on there that are Hey, read this passage and things like that, because that is kind of the move uh, that's being made and the <clears throat> to have more questions where they're a little more stimulus based on the uh, the low level. Hey, what was this guy's name and, and things like that? So, uh, all right. So your first topic on your study guide <clears throat> is Peter the Great and Peter the Great. He's going to be in charge of Russia, the czar of Russia. Uh, on the test, there's a, a quote from him. Uh, and remember, his big thing eventually or not eventually, but his big thing was as absolute ruler of Russia was to uh, westernize Russia. He felt they were backwards and falling behind the rest of Europe. There had not been um, the enlightenment type uh, movement that he had seen in Western Europe. And so he will go into Europe and uh, kind of incognito and, and come back and say, hey, this is what we got to do. You got to dress this way, no beards uh, and, and that sort of stuff. And for me, he could do that because he was the absolute ruler. So uh, he created a rule, um, you had to follow it. And there was really no questions asked there. Okay. Um, <clears throat> your second thing was the American Revolution. And the important thing to remember about the American Revolution uh, is you know, why it started and then how it ended in, in the worldwide kind of um, thing there, uh, the, what, what it calls worldwide. So how did it start? Well, it started remember because uh, of the French and Indian War, uh, the British were over here fighting with us uh, against the French and the Indians. And when it was all said and done, the British and the Americans had won. And the British wanted the Americans to pay their fair share of the cost because it's a costly thing um, to, to, to fight a war. Um, and so they taxed us. Okay, There's also some decrees. They stopped us from going across the Appalachian Mountains with the proclamation of 18, uh, 1763 and things like that. But the bottom line was, hey, no taxation without representation. So that's going to start it. And then um, it is going to be fought. Um, and they're going to lose. Obviously, we, we break away. And um, then the worldwide implications, uh, other people are going to see this and say, hey, we can break away also. And so they'll eventually... Uh, lead to other revolutions. The French Revolution is a direct result. The Latin American Revolutions, a lot of those are a direct result of the American Revolution. Uh, next up was the enlightened thinkers and their ideas um, and just some of the, the big things. So you got Rousseau, Locke, Voltaire, and Montesquieu. Um, and I really struggle to remember writing right now. <clears throat> uh, Rousseau, remember, he was about limited governments. 
uh, Locke was the consent of the governed. Voltaire was free speech uh, and religious freedom. Uh, also, kind of an overarching theme for all four of these guys was religious toleration. And then Montesquieu was separation of powers. So um, that is those four guys uh, and just some general things about it. I remember that all of them combined, you're not just specifically one person is going to contribute to <clears throat> some of the, the different revolutions. You know, the Americans uh, had read all these guys, Rousseau, Locke, Voltaire, Montesquieu, Hobbes, uh, the guy from Italy who his name escapes him right now. Uh, all these guys were well read uh, by them. Okay. And so they, um, they're good. These, the, their, their ideas, their thoughts are going to directly relate to some of the revolutions, the French revolution, the American revolution, uh, which in turn lead to the, the Latin American revolution. So, uh, it had like a, a snowball effect there. Okay. Uh, okay. <clears throat> Excuse me. Next up, you got, uh, the absolute rule of Peter the great and Louis the, um, the 14th. Okay. Remember absolute rule is a few rule with no questions. So no questions asked. You are in charge. Um, and on the test, there's going to be two pictures. We've seen both these pictures. They're in PowerPoints uh, that we've gone over. Both of these guys are that we have talked about a little bit. And um, they're just going to ask you, you know, what imagery is in there that shows absolute rule. And, uh, you know, you just need to, to remember um, that um, the kind of the the clothing uh, and things like that are going to, to contribute to that. Okay. Um, I might, I'm thinking about this question right now that I'm looking at the picture, but anyways, we'll see. I'll talk to Elmar about it. Uh, all right. Next up was the social contract theory. And the social contract theory is a theory of uh, Locke that he had kind of taken from Hobbes and they'd kind of, he can kind of molded it into his own thing. Uh, but basically it's pretty simple. Uh, people, me and you, uh, give our governments the, the right, okay, um, to to kind of govern us, okay. In turn, uh, they're going to provide protection and rules that we, we, we agree to follow because we have given up our right to, to govern ourselves. So the consent of the governed is at the heart uh, of the social contract theory. All right, the Congress of Vienna's response to France after Napoleon's defeat. Remember, they wanted to push the reset button. Okay, uh, let's get away from all these dangerous ideas of democracy and freedom and revolution and things like that. And let's bring back kings. And that's what they did. You know, they brought back kings in several places. Uh, they brought back the monarchs. And that was the goal. Remember, they started a whole, you know, Austria and Prussia had created a whole army that was set up to, to stop the revolutions in France to get the stop, stop those ideas from spreading. So, um, yeah. So after they defeat Napoleon, let's, let's make it move here and let's reset. Uh, the palace of Versailles under, um, Louis. Now on the test, there's going to be a picture, uh, and you just need to understand that he is, you know, demonstrating his, his power, um, <clears throat> Uh, with this palace. It's a huge thing. Uh, we talked about it on, on Friday in class. Uh, it is just a, a pretty massive uh, place, and especially to be built back then. But it shows off his, his absolute power, his divine right, and God gave me the right to do all this kind of stuff. Okay? Um, there's some more questions on the, enlight on the uh, enlightened thinkers. I think 
you can uh, figure those out by what I can see uh, on the test. Okay. <clears throat> okay. Um, <clears throat> Haiti. Remember, Haiti is going to be under the control of the French, and they are eventually going to break away uh, from the um, the French. Uh, it was basically a slave revolution led by Toussaint L'Overture, um, and it is going to uh, be similar to the French Revolution, okay, and uh, that they were tired of being uh, oppressed, and they will eventually uh, break away, okay? Um, Napoleon's rise to power. Uh, remember, Napoleon is going to work his way up the chain of command. He is a military leader, military hero, so that helps a lot. And uh, eventually he will rescue uh, the leadership in France, the directory, uh, from <clears throat> some uh, revolt, and that will get him even further in. And then uh, he will eventually take control and take power. Okay. Uh, legacy of the Congress of Vienna. Um, remember, I think I told you on Friday, there are, you have to know the three things that they did. And then um, you have to be able to pick out the one thing that they did not do. Okay. So they decreased the power of France. Um, because of this, nationalism also spread and democracy became unpopular. So France, power goes down, democracy, they're going to try and reduce it. So those two things go down. Nationalism goes up. People are excited, happy about the nationalism stuff. And so that will, uh, those three things happen there. Uh, inspirations of the Latin American revolutions. Okay. Uh, remember, <clears throat> the American Revolution is going to, to, to spur on a lot of the Latin American revolutions, especially being on this side of the hemisphere. Uh, they word eventually gets down there pretty quickly that, hey, America broke away from the, the British and they're, they're colonizers. Um, you know, why can't we, why can't we do the same thing? Uh, the French Revolution related to the Haitian Revolution, that is going to be um, how they are obviously related. And um, basically, the French Revolution happens okay uh and the people in latin america specifically the haitians okay remember we said the haitian one was a um, slave revolt basically uh the french revolution's ideas of you know liberty and freedom and equality and all that kind of stuff is going to get to the haitians and they're going to decide hey we can have this too and so they they fight back remember it was also a good perfect time for them to fight back because the french were mired uh, in other things with the, in Europe, Napoleon was, so Haiti wasn't the number one, um, concern of Napoleon and the France at the time. Okay. Uh, all right. The glorious revolution. Uh, remember this comes, uh, after the English civil war, uh, they got rid of the monarchy, uh, but a guy by the name of Oliver Cromwell had kind of taken control and, um, he was not a king, but he was ruling kind of absolutely like they just fought to get rid of. And so there was a move to bring back um, the monarchy. And so they will go out and they will get uh, a couple of kings. Uh, none of them are going to turn out very well. Uh, James II takes over for, I mean, it's, it's a long kind of sort of thing. But King James was in charge. They didn't like him. Uh, and his, his dad is what I think if I remember correctly, James the first was the one that kind of had got the, 
the uh, the Civil War kicked off because he had thrown out Parliament and some other things. But anyways, uh, William and Mary will come in. And remember, we said on Friday that William and Mary are going to agree and say, hey, we'll rule as constitutional monarchs. You can have your constitution. You can have your your freedoms as, uh, as citizens and individuals and things like that. We'll just kind of be the figureheads. We have no problem with that. That was that way. They were fine with that. OK. Uh, Louis the Fourteenth and divine right. Remember, Louis was uh, considered himself the sun god. Uh, he thought everything revolved around me, and he thought that he got all of his powers and abilities. You know, not he didn't have any powers, but his power uh, from divine right, which is from God. Okay, so he um, was pretty. He had a lot of uh, a lot of self confidence. Let's say that. Uh, let's see, Bastille. The uh, the Bastille, remember that was the prison that the uh, revolts kind of they it started in this place. They were looking for weapons and to arm themselves, and they stormed this this prison to take the uh, the armory, and it's still a symbol today um, of that of the French Revolution. Okay, uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Social Contract. So the Declaration of Independence is what the Americans we wrote, Thomas Jefferson, and. Um, then the, the social contract, how they're combined. Remember, you know, a lot of the stuff from the social contract is stuff that uh, Locke had written about that, that Thomas Jefferson really liked. So life, liberty, and property and things like that. And uh, he will take a lot of those things and just turn them uh, into kind of his own uh, thoughts. Okay. Uh, but the bottom line is the main thing to remember about this is they both felt that uh, the people, okay, me and you, gave gives the government the right to uh to govern us so basically um you know we have we run the government in theory okay doesn't feel like it right now uh, at least to me personally but um you know we're supposed to be the ones that drive the government and what they do all right so the consent of the government basically if you go back to that concept we talked about with the four enlightened thinkers uh, the scientific revolution influence on the Enlightenment. Um, just that there are natural laws out there uh, that can be used to <clears throat> explain what we do. Okay, so uh, there are some natural laws. A lot of this comes from the scientific revolution, <clears throat> and uh, they was using the Enlightened thinking. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, why is the American Revolution regarded with worldwide significance? Well, remember uh, that it's going to spark most of the other revolutions. Okay, around the world, the Latin American revolutions we talked about. Uh, not just Haiti. We've kind of, con kind of concentrated on the study guide and this test about Haiti, but remember there were several others. Okay, Venezuela and other places are going to revolt also, and uh, a lot of them are going to attribute, well, hey, we can do this because of what the American because of the American Revolution success. All right. Uh, let's see. Napoleon's invasion of Russia. Remember, this was a huge mistake on his part. And uh, he is going to get too far into Russia. The Russian winter is going to overwhelm, along with the fact that the Russians used the scorch earth policy, where as they retreat, they knew they couldn't beat the French. OK, uh, the French army came in. There were 400,000 people, the Grand Army. And uh, the Russians realized, hey, we can't do this. So they retreated. And as they retreated, they burnt everything. They killed livestock. They burnt fields. There were no supplies. And the supply lines were too far stretched for the French to go back. And so there wasn't any supplies. And so uh, the cold winter um, is going to, uh, you know, really be the biggest thing. But then uh, when they get to Moscow, it's burnt. There's no point staying. So they turn to go back. And as they're leaving, you know, as they're kind of retreating to an extent, the Russians are coming out and picking them off as they go. Okay. Um, 
there's more comparison of King Louis and, and, and the Peter the Great, the Tsar. Uh, just remember that they were both absolute rulers. Okay. And you'll on the, on the test, you have to pick out a quote uh, that they might have used. Okay. Um, okay. Last couple things here. Le Overture. So that's Toussaint Le Overture, uh, Simon Boliviar, and uh, De San Martin. Uh, there are similarities. Okay. Um, and they, they, were, they led revolutions in Latin America, uh, Haiti, Venezuela, and uh, Mexico, if I remember correctly. Uh, just uh, leaders, leader men. Uh, I'm trying to, to look at the, the question on the test and see what you, you need to know. Um, but yeah. And then the Declaration of Rights of Men and of the Citizens and the Freedoms listed. Remember, they listed all kinds of freedoms, religion, uh, press, um, speech. Okay. Uh, and just remember that the big one was the, the right to speech because then they should be put away uh, for speaking your mind. Okay. All right. That's it. Uh, so don't forget, uh, for my class, I'm going to take up um, all seven of those note sheets that we took along with the assignments that were embedded in them. You need to have all of them done. I've told you one I'm going to grade, which is the uh, one where you had to compare the, the three revolutions where we said not to worry about the English Civil War because we haven't gone over it enough. So don't worry about that part of that, but you do uh, need to get the, the other three comparisons done. I'm going to take that one up and grade it for sure. And then... Uh, There'll be probably two others that I'm going to grade. So for this unit, you'll have uh, your vocab stuff that's graded. Those maps we did, I'll be grading tomorrow. And then uh, these things, uh, the seven things, the seven items that you're taking, turning in. Okay. And you can find all those on the E-class. They're all there and they're all listed one, two, three, four, five, along with the PowerPoint. So if you need to fill them in, you can fill them in. All righty. I hope you all had a good weekend. Enjoyed playing in the snow. Um, and we'll get started on a, a short week this week with uh, Friday and the following Monday off. So uh, take care. I will see you all tomorrow.